Join Angie and Farron today from the Favored Journey team as we talk about parenting and what has been working for us and what doesn't work and what we need to work on. We hope you'll join in. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored podcast. Join our Favored Journey team and guests as we share stories, insights, and wisdom on how to work through and find hope in the challenging moments of everyday life. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored podcast. You are in for a treat today because you have Farron and myself, Angie, uh, here to just uh, encourage you a little bit and maybe laugh at ourselves in parenting mm-hmm. and just talk reality with parenting for a little bit today. So we're excited to share with each other and hear from you as you can send us any comments or questions along the lines of this podcast. Hopefully, or help us. <laughs> yeah, help us because we'll be asking for a lot of help because we need it. So Farron, I know both of our kids had, or both of our households had breaks this last week. So how did it go getting your kids back to school this week? Um, I had one that was ready and one that was not, not because he didn't want to go to school. It's just getting them to wake up early again in the morning. That was, that was the chore today. My son was like, no, I don't want to go to school because I just want to play all the time. My daughter was like all emotional about it. And no, I don't want to leave you. And (laughs) All that. So yeah. And that triggered like one of the things on um, talking parenting stuff, like trying to figure out, okay, how do you help a little girl deal with like, she has that kind of anxiety around going Mm. to school anytime those changes, especially like when a separation happens. I remember her first grade teacher had to come out the first day of school and get her out of our van. <laughs> but oh I goodness. learned a lot. Like, do you, don't you learn so much from parenting from kid, like other people that are in your kid's life, like being able to see, okay, they, this is how they handled it. And that worked out really well. Like her teacher just stayed calm and said, no, Hannah, we're going to come in now and we're going to have a good day. And just, you know, she told her this is, that was the way it was going to be. And let's go. And she stayed positive and was firm. And, uh-huh. and she went. In which I was like, she's not wanting to come in. She doesn't want, like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And so now I know, okay, no, we're going. Don't, you know, there's no other way about it. We're going. You're fine. We took your temperature. You were fine. You're not sick. (laughs) Like, do your kids have like those things that they Mm -hmm. always throw out to get out of things? Um, not really. I mean, they're usually excited to just leave to go yeah. anywhere. And when they were in daycare, Travis was a softer one who would stay and be like, oh, they're crying and they need yeah. me. And, and I would just put them in the door. I'm like, okay, I'm gone. Love uh, you. Bye. He was that way. Wasn't he always that way with church nursery? I remember yes. when yes. when your middle one was my daughter's age and I would, uh-huh. like he would usually come and if he was upset or whatever, he would come and like try to help calm him down. And Oh, it's so sweet kids. It that stage that just, just want mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, and that's, so I was listening to Sissy Goff's book, Raising Worry-Free Girls. Mm-hmm. And just cause I was, you know, kind of starting to realize, okay, this is a common thing with my daughter that she'll get worried when we have a big transition or we have something new to do. And I've been getting so much from it. I've just listened. So I have to listen to everything on audible because I have kids and I don't have time to very much to sit down and just read a book, but I'm probably about halfway in. And I just love the way that she talks about anxiety and just talks about how we end up thinking that our problem is bigger than it is and underestimate Mm -hmm. our own abilities and how our kids are doing that and how we can help them recognize that they're brave and they are strong and they can do it. They've got it. And like so many things that I've questioned, okay, should I not have 
my daughter have to go through this or not have to do this hard thing because it it is pushing her over the top. It is stressing her out. And um, so that really helps me think through some things of, no, I need to show her you can do it. I know I heard Sadie Robertson Huff talk about that her mom I think it was her mom was on a podcast talking about how she used to take her to the playground and going across the monkey bar. She'd say, oh no, you know, be careful, honey, or let's not do that. And an older guy said, don't tell her not to do that. Or don't tell her she can't do that. You tell her you can do it, get across. <laughs> and you know, they get across. That's just good to like put that in perspective for me. That helps me think about every time that she's in that situation where she's nervous about something kind of saying that you got this. And still recognizing when she's home, it is sweet to have time together at home. And I am going to miss this too. And that's okay, but you can still do this hard thing. It just reminds me of, um, so we have one cuss word that's not allowed in our family and it's the word can't. Oh, And so when they say, I can't do this, or I can't make it across the monkey bars, or I can't figure out this math, it's quickly corrected and say, what did you just say? And they'll, they'll quickly turn around and say, I mean, I'm having trouble. Uh I'm having trouble getting across this, or I'm having trouble figuring out this math. Or if they say I'm not able to do it, then you just say add yet to the end of it. I'm not able to do this yet. That means I'm having trouble doing it or I'm not able to do it yet. So it doesn't stop their minds from thinking of solutions. Yeah. So they have that mindset of, okay, I can think of other ways to get this accomplished rather than just can't Mm -hmm. and something that just, yeah, stops their thinking. Do you find your kids kind of telling each other that? Um, yes. So my five-year-old corrects everybody because I'll even say, well, I, I can't do that right now because he said, oh, you said can't, you said can't. I'm like, okay, I'm having trouble getting this done right now. But the big thing he, I talk to my kids about is the choosing. I'm choosing to do this right now so uh-huh. I can do this later. I loved it when I've heard my kids say, you're choosing to do that, buddy, <laughs> or you're choosing to do this or that. So, because mm-hmm. each thing is that choice and being able to help people just say like, you know, that if they can't do something or they don't want to do it, no, I'm choosing to do it or choosing not to do it. So have your kids got along fine over the break? My kids were arguing and not even major arguing. It was just hurt feelings and feeling rejected because one brother wanted to play with the other brother and not them. And so it's having to battle those little things each day Uh and um, having to build them up at the same time. Uh Like you said, there were no like brawls or anything, but but just a lot of little arguments. And we had one day and I don't know what it was, but one full day of crying. They cried while they were sledding. They took turns crying (laughs) while we're going to get little hot chocolate drinks for them. Yeah, They cried the entire day. And I was just wondering, are you tired or are you just exhausted from all the snow and having to be yeah. Like cooped up in the house. So yep, we had mm-hmm. one of those days where by noon, yeah. I think Travis and I were just done. Yeah. All that snow was such a good thing. Like that was so handy because we had no plans. Like I have a broken leg, so we couldn't go out anywhere or do very much. And so I was just so thankful. And the neighbor kids, like they, a lot of them had gotten off school a few days because of the snow and there was a holiday early in the week. So they were able to come out and play. So it was like, Oh, easy babysitter for me of going build a snowman <laughs> in the backyard. And yep. so that was like built in entertainment for the whole, yep. whole 
first half of the week, at least. And I think by day two, I asked them all, what do you want to do this break? Yeah. And so they all, I had them write it down. And then we ripped up the paper and we put it in a bowl. And so we're like, okay, each day we're going to pick out three things. And those are the three activities we're going to do for the day. And it was stuff like that, like build a snow fort. We're going to bake a treat. We're going to just different activities so that we didn't just get up and, you know, they go to iPads or we just wonder what we're doing for the day. Right. They would know, okay, these are the three things we're doing today. <laughs> Yeah. That reminds me, I just got a great recommendation from a friend on a system, like a ticket system like that. Have mm -hmm. you ever heard of accountable kids? No. So I've been trying to figure out how to get the kids to do more like daily chore stuff. Like we use the chore chart thing where they do the spinning wheel for the deep cleaning stuff, which mm -hmm. has been awesome. Like for Fridays, when they get home from school, they know that's spin the wheel time. And, but those daily things of the things you need to do before school, the things you need to do right after school, those types of things I've had a hard time kind of finding a good system. And especially because I really need them to do so many of those things right now is I'm not able to get around mm -hmm. and I can't go up the up and down stairs and do laundry. I'm always just asking them to do it, but you know, to be able to help them see the balance of that. And this is what they're going to have to do. Um, but it has like a ticketing system. And if anybody has used accountable kids is familiar with it, please let me know. I've ordered it and it's going to be a week before the $8 <laughs> used book gets in with this DVD from um, Amazon. But um, I'm excited to be able to, to implement it. So it sounds like you do um, like your responsibilities that mom has laid out, you get tickets of the things that you need to do at certain times a day. And then you earn a ticket for getting that thing done. And the tickets are things like, you know, activities and stuff they like to do mm -hmm. all TV time is from a ticket or tablet mm -hmm. time or phone time or, um, but even like playing outside or picnic time or, you know, some of those fun things. But the nice thing is it gives you other ideas to do Like, it feels like we always, have the same incentive things of TV mm -hmm. time or a treat from the red box. Like that's what we call our <laughs> snack. It used to, we used to have all of our snacks in a red box. We don't even have the red box anymore, but we still call it that. Oh, I was going to say next time I come over, I'm looking for that red box. Yeah, I'm digging in I there. I don't know why I still have it up <laughs> super high. And now all the kids can <laughs> climb up there and get to it. But um, I don't, I, they, it really teaches kids about working for things and being able to get rewards for the work that you do. I have a friend that said, you know, it's worked great for them and, uh, all the reviews were really good on it. So if anybody has any experience, please share with us on how that's worked for you, because I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to have my kids doing because right now they are doing so much of that, but I'm just constantly telling them with each one of those things, this is what needs done. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have it in a system where they can see what they need to do and they're in charge of it. And then they see the reward for doing that too. Cause I do feel like sometimes I'll feel like I'm too hard on them. And so then I won't give them enough, which they probably could do. And other times I'm like, gosh, I haven't given them any type of reward and <laughs> forever. And I've asked to do a lot. <laughs> all the rewards. <laughs> okay. So honestly, at what age is it where kids truly know that you take their stuff? Like I, I have no idea. Do your kids know <laughs> when you take like the Halloween candy or the, the Valentine's candy or, Oh, we're past that. I, when they bring it in the car, I'm just like, okay, let me go through your bags real quick. <laughs> let me get the good stuff out first. <laughs> so I try to be sneaky, but it's when they have an abundance and then like so there was this, I was looking in their Valentine's bag this weekend when they were like, after they go to bed, that's the time where Same. I'm like, okay, now I want a treat, which <laughs> I know is not good. But anyway, <laughs> then I saw like, there was a big box of nerds and a little thing of Skittles and then a couple suckers. And I'm like, mm -hmm. 
those are the two things I want, but I know they're going to know if I take those and it's going to be like tears and horrible. And I'm going to have to buy them double if I do that. So, so I didn't, but only because I would get caught, but it seems like I used to be able to get so much of that stuff before. And now it's, I feel like they're getting too smart for me. Yeah. I think they're onto us. I think they take an inventory of their bag before they hand it over. (laughs) And the other, my middle kid will pay off his sister with his treats. And so he'll give away like, Oh, I'll I'll give you these nerds. If you clean my room, I'll give. So he has no Valentine's candy left like (laughs) a week after Valentine's. And the sister is like stacked because she's, you know, made his bed or Uh she built a snow fort for him to use as a throne. And that's how he earned like a ton (laughs) of stuff. So yeah, he's, he just, he's he's just learning outsourcing at a young age. He is. (laughs) He is, but he's going to be broke because he spends (laughs) all of it, his money, anything. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Angie, what are like three parenting tips that you have? And I know your kids are younger. So just three that you would have for maybe your age, like elementary school age kids. One parenting tip that I feel like I'm needing to work on the most right now is having less. It makes life less stressful. We I really struggle with that because there's just always so many toys or so many things around, but even less in the schedule and then Mm -hmm. putting first things first of like, so not having so much around or so much in our schedule that we're overwhelmed with all of it and that we don't get to just catch up and sit down. But, and then I think it's just recognizing first what we care most about doing, like with your boys, how you guys chose those activities that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. and being able to prioritize those things. And I feel like I'm really good at that at the beginning of the week. Like I'll do, okay, <laughs> these are the things. Then at the end of the week, I feel like I get overwhelmed or try to short Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, lose track of some of that, that then, mm-hmm. then I don't necessarily hit those goals of focusing on those first things. So those are the two biggest ones. So I'm just going by things that I need help with, I guess, <laughs> but <laughs> what can um, we help us with? Yeah. I'm just at this stage too, of trying to figure out how to encourage my kids knowing the gift that they have and mm-hmm. having God available to help them. And as they are worried about things or knowing that they can always go to us, but most importantly, like that, that they can place their hope in God and they can really be able to go to him when they're afraid or all those Mm -hmm. things. So I feel like instead of just always trying to be the rescuer, trying to help them make that, make their faith their own, you know, that's a process that I know is, you know, a lifelong process that we're always doing that. But I think that's the biggest tool that we can give our kids is being able to have their hope and trust and faith in Jesus and that's the thing right now I'm, I'm trying to figure out more of, of how to make their faith their own and how to recognize like that God created them to bring him glory. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk so much about the gifts that God gave them and how they can use those gifts to, to make God smile is always mm-hmm. a lot of the term we, we use because that's something they can understand. Yeah. And so I think that'd be the other part for me is trying to figure out how to, how to help them make their faith their own more. So just a quick example of that. I'm just curious. So Angie texted me, I think it was yesterday or the day before that there was a lost dog (sighs) in the neighborhood and her son was really worried about it. So she texted me and asked if I could have my boys watch out for this lost dog in case they find everything. But how did you get him to not be worried about that? Like what, what did you say? I said, your boys were on it. (laughs) They were keeping an eye out on it. 
um, about the dog. Well, yeah, just helping them see like, oh, surely somebody will, you know, be able to keep an eye out on that dog or find that dog. And it was like a German shepherd looking dog. And he loves that kind of big, big dog. He felt like he could do something about it because he asked somebody that was lived in the area that the dog was mentioned being lost. Yeah. Which that same kiddo cracks me up. Um, I get so many sweet texts from his teacher. I just love his kindergarten Mm -hmm. teacher. And so Today, she shares that my son has told her that she needs needs to give up coffee for Lent. <laughs> I'm not sure you'll like that teacher after. <laughs> I know before. Oh, yeah. So, but she has so many stories from him that she'll give me a different text that of things that my son just told her or said. But hopefully, she doesn't get offended by it. <laughs> so, how about you? What are some of the biggest tips that you'd have for people in parenting? Let's see, like you, my kids are fairly young. I mean, they're all in elementary age. Um, Like I said in a few episodes before was that I homeschooled up until now. And this was the first year I'd ever sent my kids to school. And so um, in homeschool, it's a lot of just focusing on character development and not so much grades and all all of that. And so uh, it's just building a close family, building up their character, that sort of thing. And so I don't want that to end when they go to school and be stressed out if I'm always asking like, what grade did you get? You know, how did your test go? What did you get? You know, score-based or performance-based. And so when I do pick them up from school or when I do ask about their day, it's it's more kind of checking in on them. We'll ask, or when I pick them up, what was the best part about your day? What was what was something that was challenging during your day? Were you respectful to your friends and your teachers? Were they respectful to you? Uh, did you have any issues with anybody today? Or is there anything you know you want to talk about? So so when when I'm picking them up, they're not stressed about, well, I got a really bad grade. I don't want to tell mom. They know mm-hmm. that when they get picked up, I'm just going to be asking about them and kind of where they are emotionally when they get in the van, mm-hmm. in the cool minivan. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that work though on like a regular basis? Like after like three days of kind of, do you consistently go through some of those same things or just ask in general, or do they like, how do you get them to actually share and not just say, yeah, everything was fine, mom. Like, how do you get them to, especially with boys? Because most like those questions, like what was the most challenging part? Mm -hmm. So that it's not a yes and no answer that they think through their day and like, oh, well, today I was struggling with reading or like some of the times it's like, well, my friend's were not getting along today. And I felt like I had to pick sides. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a struggle with the, the boys sometimes. Um, so I, okay, I so tried what are the questions again. What was the most challenging part? Yeah. What was the most challenging was the best part about your day. Um, uh, were you respectful to your teachers and friends? Were they respectful to you? And then did you have any issues with anybody today? And so does that usually spark a lot of conversation? Um, yes. Unless they're trying to get out and go play. <laughs> And then they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it does. They're pretty open. Mm-hmm. And just on the line of questions. So we've had this written down on our downstairs living room door, but they're another set of questions that we'd ask at the end of the day so that they'd know, like, it's kind of a way to provide them with purpose for their day. Like you said, you want them to use their gifts to make God smile, those sort of things. So it's kind of along the lines of that saying, you know what, this day is not just about you. And this day is not just about you having fun or getting what you want. The question was, well, the same as school, except us. It's not related to school, just what was the best part of your day? Mm -hmm. And then who did I help today? And then, um, gosh, what was the third one? Oh, what three things am I grateful for today? And so 
when you ask that at bedtime and, or they know that, Hey, we're going to be asked this tomorrow, then they might be a little more apt to help somebody (laughs) during the day Mm -hmm. knowing that, Oh yeah, they're going to ask me later. Who did I help today? And I might not be able to think of anybody. Yeah. What are two of the biggest things that you've, or a couple of the biggest, I guess, successes that you've seen in your kids that you're proud of? And maybe some, and just even asking you that, I'm thinking of things that I'd be proud of if your kids are my kids. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, wow, I can't think of anything. <laughs> you've got great kids and you guys have been so intentional. I love, like, you guys are intentional in everything that you do. You're intentional, you know, with your time and parenting and marriage and things that aren't easy, but you guys are very, intentional in that you can see the fruits of that with your kids and, and, and everything that you guys do. So what are minus um, the days of arguing and crying? (laughs) There's those two. (laughs) So what, what are any successes that you've seen? Okay. So you were talking about your teacher, the teacher sending notes homework. So the teacher, my oldest son, he's in fifth grade. The teacher just emailed me in the middle of the day and was like, oh, your son is so sweet. He's so kind to everybody. She's like, it's just one of those things where, you know, they get up to get a book or something and he makes sure he's getting the book for whoever's sitting beside him. So they don't have to get up. It's usually a girl. So (sighs) she's like, it's just, she's like, I don't have to prompt him or, you know, tell him anything. He just, she's like, it's just a part of his nature. Like when he gets up, he makes sure that he's getting one for his partner. Yeah. I was like, well, that's very sweet. Oh, so what, how do you guys, think that he is that way? Is that just his personality or is there? I mean, you can only teach them so much. Yeah. Yeah. Your job is to help take care of others. Yeah. And your job is stand up for others and Mm -hmm. um, help others. But yeah, he's, he's more that way. And, you know, I, I don't think I'd be getting that same email Uh from the other teachers, (laughs) but yeah. And, and then the other, my middle son, like I'll get texts from his teacher during the day. And it's like, so the oldest one is super helpful. And then the middle one is like, oh, he brings me such joy because they'll be doing assignment or whatever. And he just gets up and starts dancing and doesn't even pay attention to anybody around him. They're watching or anything. It's like, this just how he gets his brain thinking. He just uh-huh. gets up and dances. And she's like, she's like, I just love watching him squirm all over the class. She's like, he gets his work done, but <laughs> that is awesome. You know, that's so true. I've been learning so much about movement and how that helps. Yeah. So many different things, like just getting up and moving and what it does to your brain and how it mm-hmm. helps you think better and how it lessens anxiety. And it's, that's good. He's a smart boy. That's <laughs> um, one of the things I've noticed from the kindergarten's teacher that she'll say like, he's going to be a great husband someday or he, you know, how he'll for Valentine's day, he was very disappointed that everyone did not step up their wardrobe a little bit more. Oh, one girl, like he wore a tuxedo jacket and, <laughs> he, and he wears it all the time, like to play. It's kind of, it's a real tuxedo from, he wears it as a, part of his costume, his costume supply. And so he was really excited to wear it to school for Valentine's day, but one girl wore a really pretty dress. And so the, like he'd mentioned that she stepped it up, but the rest of the class just wore regular plates. <laughs> regular a major let down. Yes. He's like, they did not, <laughs> they did not respect the beauty of Valentine's day. And then my oldest kiddo is eight and she has been so helpful as I haven't been able to move around as much with a broken leg. And so she She's Mm -hmm. really been able to like, you know, just does so much and just, okay, yeah. And we'll go do it and doesn't complain about it. Or of course she'll complain when I ask her to do some of her regular chores. But if I'm asking her to do something I need her to do, like for me, she's like doing it right away. So Mm -hmm. that's been just cool to see. 
and about their personalities. And I was reading about in that Raising Worry-Free Girls book on how much girls want to be pleasing and how much they want to to please people and how they, you know, want to be responsible where they'll, um, that's how they'll get too anxious because they're trying to do everything and do it all right. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to balance that and figure out, okay, I'm hoping that this like new ticketing system really helps it balance it, that they see what they have to do and they get rewarded for it. And I'm not feeling, I'm not overwhelming them with stuff either, which I doubt, you know, our kids can definitely handle a lot. Kids are resilient, but yeah, just household chores won't wear any kid out. So what's, what is your favorite thing to do with your family right now? Oh, favorite thing to do with my family. Okay. This is gonna have to be a long pause. Cause I don't know. Mine I, has been as last night, we were getting ready for everybody to get going on our week. Um, we just decided to play a game of Mexican train dominoes. And we hadn't done that in a long time. And it was a lot of fun. And then everybody started laughing where people were nervous and not wanting to go back to work or to school. And, um, that was good. And we've learned like our eight-year-old is really good at games and she's really competitive. And she's one of those that like, when she's an adult, I hope that she's not annoying to play <laughs> games with. Cause she starts to kind of like rub it in when she's mm-hmm. winning. Um, so I hope she doesn't get to be one of those people that's kind of a poor sport, but she's a competitive kid. So I think that's my, one of my favorite things right now is just sitting down and playing a game. Dominoes has been really fun. We did play that the other night too. And actually you are, you and Nate are the ones that introduced us to that game. And my parents went and got a set. My sister went and got a set. And so everybody in our family plays that. Yeah. So we've been playing that over the break as well and is doing puzzles and stuff. But our game yesterday did not turn out. Well, it ended up with kids upset because the other one, they thought the other one was cheating. So that one was not a very relaxing game. And we do lots of coloring stuff around here, like a painting thing or whatever. My daughter just loves artsy craftsy things. So, but I thought it would be so fun to do a Bob Ross night, like to like have everybody mm-hmm. do a canvas and even watch Bob Ross and do like whatever picture he's doing. Like the kids think it's hilarious because a lot of kids have dressed up as Bob Ross. Yeah. for like school dress up days when you can dress up as a, as a, you know, a painter or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, and I think it would be really fun to do that as a family. So one of these and I days, think it'd be I'll... fun to do the, um, you know, how like I nailed it when <laughs> we'll put up a picture of Bob Ross's picture and then what ours looked like after ours, we followed directions. Uh, we're going to do that. That'll be a challenge. Let's try to get that done. Please everyone. Let us know any tips that you have for uh, whether it's um, systems that you put into place or ways that you encourage your kiddos. Let's share with each other so we can all learn from it. That's all for our show today, but thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to click subscribe and follow the Flawed and Favored podcast. And if you can give us a positive review and share us with your friends, we would love to get the word out to others. We hope you go out today knowing you may be flawed, but you are still favored. We are also so thankful to our podcast partners who help us bring these messages to you. And if you want information about becoming a partner and sharing your products and services with our listeners, email us at info at favorjourney.com.